No Guts, No Galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This is an adult podcast using adult language. Consider yourself warned. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy MechWare podcast number 18. My name is Phil and I'll be your host tonight. It is March 7th, 2012. And my shout out tonight is going to be to Aegis Cleas. I believe that's how you pronounce your name. To your signature. It's freaking epic on the MW forums. And if you haven't seen it, go look. And it has something to do with uh, someone in our audience tonight, Paul. Epic. Hilarious. I just wanted to give a shout out to you. So, uh, Darren, who do you got tonight? Yeah, this is Darren, a Bombadil. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to my family. Um, and special shout out to Mech Tech Crew and uh, all those guys, James um, and Byron and everybody I met today. They're the reason I'm here uh, at uh, the event and uh, they took me out to lunch to get today. They're really great guys and I just want to say thank you, thank you again. And to all the guys at uh, IGP and um, Nick Propwash as well from Virtual World. Uh, great people. Awesome. Brian, who do you have tonight? Uh, tonight, I have my good friend Belric, and of course, all the listeners here. I think we finally broke a record again for most li- for most listeners. And a final thank you to Darren for going all the way out to GDC. I know it's been a big burden on you, so... Yeah, oh, be, I cry for him every night. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. Who, Greg, who do you have tonight? Uh, Kmon, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, but he had perhaps... I ever for the Mech Warfare blog today. <laughs> righteous! 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 <laughs> awesome, guys. Alright, All right, gonna... it is time for the uh, No Guts, No Galaxy news. Anything and everything in G&G. Uh, news this week is brought to you by the first Robinson Rangers. Um, they are recruiting mature and friendly people for Mech Warrior Online. Uh, for more information, you can check out their website at www.first-rangers.com. That's number one, st-rangers.com. Or you can contact uh, Pappy on the MWO forum. Uh, so first off, um, I'm, I'm not going to do the top ten international uh, listeners anymore. I'm going to actually go to the top five just to make it quicker and uh, less painful to sit through. But uh, so starting at uh, number five, we have for this month. This is of course the first report this month. So we have Poland at number five, Australia t- at number four, Sweden at three, Germany at two, and you know good old Canada hanging in there at number one. Um, also a reminder because I've been seeing a lot more people doing this lately. Uh, you can get your unit spot uh, reserved on RTS three. Um, but do it quick because people are getting on here and they are picking their unit names and you don't want to have uh, your spot taken. So uh, get on to TS3. Our information is on site, nogutsnogalaxy.net. Um, once you log on to TS, just look for Sean Lang, Phil, or uh, Alex, our engineer, and they can get you all set up with your channel and get you rolling with that. Um, and. If you noticed at the beginning of our news there, we had a, this news was brought to you by a, a unit. Um, like I mentioned last week, if you want to get your unit advertisement in there, if you're recruiting for MWO or MWL or anything, um, you can uh, donate to our web uh, to our uh, podcast on our website. Any amount will get you a sponsorship. 
um, once you do that, just email us and let us know what you want to say, and uh, we'll get your spot in there. Um, and then, on the note of donations, you're also uh, more than welcome to donate uh, for any reason. Um, basically, uh, that goes to paying for the TS server, which we just had to upgrade today, and uh, equipment like uh, a better internet connection and microphone for Phil, and anything else that. Uh, goes into the, the, the workings of NGNG, including t-shirts, which we're going to be buying soon, and we're going to be giving those away as prizes and so forth. So, uh, you know, if you can donate $100, $100, it's all totally appreciated, and um, we'll go to make the show a lot better. Phil? And just just so you guys know, we do have some pretty cool goals um, that well, I'm not going to talk about tonight, but one of those is sound quality. Obviously, Darren's at GDC, so uh, again, I'll apologize for the sound quality, but he's in the trenches. He's our man. He's watching the shit go down, so if you just forgive the sound quality. You know, I, I stood up a few minutes ago, and there's you know a few hundred people around me. I screamed out for everybody to shut up. I'm doing my podcast, but basically nobody listened, so sorry about that. <laughs> Start punching them in the face. So, all right, guys, we're going to move move on to Book of the Month discussion. Uh, we just wrapped up Decision at Thunder Rift last uh, month. This month's book, just like what we announced, is Mercenary Star. Uh, we're going to be talking about the the trilogy, or it's actually, it goes on even more, about the Great Death Legion um, and uh, Carlisle. We will do this March 28, 2012. So if you haven't already done it, uh, bust it out rub off the dust start getting to read and uh we'll be going uh from there on out so mechmore online um before we get into <laughs> all the juicy uh bits uh kids trust me uh if you haven't guys uh greg brandon you, you might want to sit down if you haven't done so take out the kleenex get it ready because it might get a little messy in here but before we get to that my keyboard is non-stick <laughs> you guys are get so that, gross all right, just saying. All right, so we had uh, little pictures that were released over, you know, this week. Um, again, with the, at least they're not doing puzzle pieces, right? Uh, but that was pretty much what it was. Well, it basically was the uh, innards of the the leopard dropship with the Atlas and the Jenner in the rigging. The one thing I want to point out to you guys is, if you haven't already noticed this, look at the size difference. Look at the just. The Atlas is a beast. You can tell it weighs 100 tons, and that Jenner does not equal and or even come close to the amount of size. Uh, it's on a raised platform, uh, the Jenner. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of cool things uh, there that, you know, we've sort of seen, but hasn't really ever been done as good as that. I mean, you know, in my opinion. So, uh, you know, just throwing that out there. Um, the next on the, the agenda, and I, I'm going to say this is a negative thing, um, and I, I don't really like to be negative about this, but has anybody else noticed the glowing cockpit? Um, I hope that's not a feature I can see when it's like, you know, 700 meters away and I put a PPC right in your face because of your glowing eyes. I mean, Greg, Brandon, I mean, what do you guys... Uh, just real quick, where is this image? Uh, link it or something so I can look at it and I'll tell you if that's the way it is. Well, you haven't read the Dev Blog 5 today yet. I um, have not. And there's a picture of an atlas, sort of like in a cavern dark, whatever. Granted, it's only 70 meters away. Um, but the reason I bring this up is because MWLL caught major shit, major flack 
uh, because they're glowy weapons, which in reality, they you can't see their glowy weapons at a far distance. But if we're talking about a cockpit and it's a simulation, first off, any military vehicles, you don't have this big old bullseye on the most precious part of your vehicle saying, shoot me here. So I'm really hoping, me personally, that this is just something cosmetically and as soon as you get further out, it doesn't really matter. Um, I mean, Greg, do you got a feeling about that? I mean, Brandon? Um, yeah, I can kind of see where you're going with that. But I mean, all in all, um, it could be one of the things that points out, hey, that's an Atlas over there. We should probably take him out first. And I don't know, I, it could lead to play balancing or it could lead to people not taking the atlas as much right off uh, I didn't um, get that from the picture at all actually like, I didn't yeah. know what those six dots were and if there are weapons they're not where the atlas weapons actually are supposed to be as far as I know so I didn't make that connection that looks more like uh, things on the HUD not, not on the atlas to me um Honest, all I saw in the demo, it was it was daytime and nothing was glowing or sticking out. Um, so I didn't see in-game footage of a nighttime uh, scenario. So I can't really comment on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't see anything that that stood out like that during the demo. Okay. Well, it's something to think about. Um, we're gonna move on to the next one, and that's dev blog number uh, uh, number five. And it's part one, so obviously we're going to get part two uh, coming on uh, very soon. Um, and it's Mech Warfare Month. And so this is something that a lot of details we've been sort of waiting, like, oh, God. And some of the first things, we're just going to take a few notes. You can read it yourself, uh, hopefully. Uh, everyone who's listening can read. Well, maybe. Who knows? Uh, we've got ammunition. Um, one, it needs to be bought. So um, you know, just gonna go out here. I mean, you guys, it seems like it would be pretty damn expensive. An AC uh, 20 round, 120 mic mic or larger, up to like 205 mic mic, uh, depending on the model, um, if they have that. Wink, wink. Um, and then also ammo explosions. Yes. So, can you almost visually imagine, you know, you, you hit someone's right torso, uh, a catapult, goes right to the ammo just fireball i mean it would almost be like shooting a balloon filled with gas and it just going up i mean that's just how i feel like a uh, it would be like a tin can getting split in half um you know your guys initial impressions uh good bad ammunition yes no man I like it. I think it's something we've never seen uh, really done in a Mech Warrior game before, and I look forward to it. Greg? Uh, we've seen it before, as far as I know. Your ammunition has been able to play games, so I thought it was to be expected. Greg? I mean, uh, Darren? Um, I'm paying attention to what uh, Paul is saying in the audience. So what? Oh, is the question. <laughs> Don't. He, he was saying he was saying basically I'm wrong about everything I was just saying about the HUD. So um... don't feed the trolls. <laughs> Ignore the trolls. Okay. Uh, definitely cool. Uh, it's something that I've always felt is the tabletop is a good. Uh, uh, you know, you you always you know when we're playing the Mega Mech, you know, campaign and we get to the damage screen and you start reading down like 
AC-20, punch through right torso, uh, you know, ammo explosion, 300 damage, and you're just like, oh, God, you know, like, um, that's, you know, you get a medium laser into the back, and it hits your machine gun ammo, and it goes up in a ball of flames. I think it'd be really cool. So, No, it wasn't control. confirmed that it's going to, like, explode on a massive firewall, but I really hope it does, hint, hint. Yeah, I mean, unless they have case, which I don't know, and or off the top of my head if that comes out later so well it, it does come out later uh it'll come out post clan invasion for the inner sphere and as i recall for the ammunition explosions it would do massive damage to your mac but visually like you never got any feedback on that it just showed up on the damage well case was basically for those who don't know it's like cellular ammunition storage uh equipment and basically it was like today's modern day, um modern day uh, battle uh tanks uh, it's basically blow off panels um and so if your ammunition was hit it basically created um uh, a way for the ammunition's explosion to blow out instead of blowing you completely sky high so it may still wreck your whole left torso and blow that off but at least it didn't take you and your mech to you know oblivion so um that's one thing to look at um Moving on, controls were actually uh, sort of standard. Uh, you had your mouse, WSAD um, for movement. You had the uh, keyboard, and you had your mouse for torso twist left and right and pitch up and down. Um, they did say, and I thought it was really cool, that mechs of different weight classes uh, have different speeds at which they can rotate as far as torso twist. Uh, you had different pitch. Um, and... I thought that was really cool. Um, they also had movement hindrance, and that, what that means is terrain and stuff, uh, depending on the height and slope effects. If you're in assault mech and you're trying to go uphill, it's going to be a minute, guys, um, which I think is a unique aspect. So terrain comes into play. And with that, they said damage from falls. This has actually been done before, and I think it's a you know, almost a necessity um depending you know if you fall off a cliff you shouldn't just land and everything's okay um so you know the atlas falling off a cliff and landing your hips would go through your shoulders and your mech would just be done so and the biggest uh thing i thought that was today was the hud and the breakdown of hud and reticle system what was your initial impressions, Greg, on the HUD and as far as the reticle and dual reticles? Yeah, there were there were two things that really stood out to me on this. One was that the different mechs would have different torso twist and movement limitations, um, which I thought was very important. I know that MWLL did this a little bit, but it's uh, it's a nice touch. It's an intention and detail that lets you know that not all mechs are going to be the same. That Certain light mechs can have a greater freedom of movement to target and move their arms and move their torsos and that sort of thing. The other thing is the reticle breakdown, which is so amazing. You're going to have a separate reticle for your arms and your uh, torso and leg-based weapons. So you'll be able to independently move your arm weapons to fire at a different target than your torso is actually directly pointing at. This has never been in any other Mech Warrior game, and it is amazing. Well, yeah, you know, I, I feel like I should be uh, chiming in here, even though I didn't hold on, hold on. read this. <laughs> no, you shut. No, because you guys are all talking it. about what you think it's like. I fucking saw it. This, 
this is what first off the arm arms actually have done that before and it is in MechWarrior 3 um, the reticle was tied into your mouse and so you had a free floating reticle inside the cockpit and um, it, so it has happened what hasn't happened is just what uh, Greg said the weapons that are built into your torso are centered on your reticle that's centered on the cockpit your weapons on your arms are um, represented actually in a different weapon group too it's it's unique how they did it your arms have a uh, speed to which uh, they can track there's weapon convergence and the whole but you don't ruin it just yet Darren and um, the the other thing with the HUD that I thought was really intuitive is that, um, uh, oh, geez, totally just last lost my train of thought. Um, Brandon, what did you like about the uh, <laughs> about the HUD? Well, I the, the the best thing about the HUD that I saw, no coolant flush. I'm just saying, just saying, no coolant flush. Didn't see it on there. Yeah, Very nice. Agreed. Oh, I just want to chime in so bad. Okay, is everyone ready for Darren to... Uh, everyone sit down. <laughs> sit down. Uh, Greg, you know, just just relax. All right, so we're going to go to Darren and what he saw today. And for those who don't know, uh, Darren was at GDC. Uh, he was able to meet with a bunch of people. And um, let's just go from there. Um, as far as your experience at GDC so far, you've talked to. Uh, and then let's just dive right into it. Okay, I don't want to, you know, just ramble on, so it's, you guys are welcome to interject at any point. I'll just kind of give an overall uh, what's happened so far at GDC type thing, and then I'll, I'll finish off with uh, the demos that I saw of MWO and MW Tactics. But basically, you know, I got in here yesterday, just registered, um, wandered around. People were still setting up. It wasn't open to the public yesterday. Um, so I got into the city. Um, got my pass and then met uh, a developer friend that I know from uh, World of Tanks who lives here in the city and basically he took me out last night and got me plastered drunk and uh, so I woke up this morning with a hangover and I've been dealing with that all day as I've been wandering around. And, these... and he talked to us last night and he didn't really remember. He was like, it was all fuzzy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was taking me, like, I'm a lightweight drinker as it is, and so first he took me out to dinner and we had uh, a couple beers that were some microbrewery, um, uh, then he took me to a bar that I vaguely remember, there's a bartender there that he has a crush on, but uh, I was doing tequila shots, um, I at some point I remember telling him uh, he's got to stop because, you know, I had to take like uh, Muni home and then the BART, which is basically like the subway here in San Francisco. Um, and, you know, he was going to have to ride with me all the way home if he if he made me have any more. And I, I'm actually surprised I made it home in, uh, in one piece. But uh, so that added a little extra flavor to my experience today as I'm walking around these masses of crazy, crazy people. I mean, it's just, um, you know, I, I can't even count how many... Uh, people I've seen walking around with like uh, stormtrooper helmets or, or <laughs> so, pirate outfits or yeah and to, to go on this uh, you know I'd been on the phone with Darren all day and <laughs> we're talking about something and he stops and he's like Philip you wouldn't believe <laughs> the crazy ass people are here he's like not only San Francisco but it's like on a whole other level he's like it's it's insane. well what's crazy about it is it's a game conference so you already you know you're gonna have crazy people there and then it's San Francisco so really you see people in a wild costume and you don't know if 
they're there for the game conference or if that's just their daily wear in the city. So it's like, uh, it's just, it's a zoo here. Even walking out on the street, there's so many people that you're like, you're, you know, you're taking baby steps because it's so crowded. People walking every direction. It's just tons and tons of people and everybody handing you uh, cards for events and parties and here's a free energy drink and here's a t-shirt and then turn around here's more energy drink you know I've had to go to the bathroom like 10 times today and I don't, and I don't have problems of, with old age you know it's just uh, drinking all these fucking energy drinks you, you don't have to lie to us we're all friends so who is the um, you headed over to a particular booth first and uh, you want to tell us who that was and yeah my first stop when I got here was uh, the mech tech booth and I got to uh, hang out with uh, Byron and Charles. Uh, Charles is one of their, their art guys. And um, just incredibly, I, some, I posted their picture on our Facebook page. You can go check that out. Um, super nice guys. Uh, they showed me the product that they're working on, um, you know, which is which basically. Which is Polaris Assault Tech. Yeah, so it's like arena combat with mechs. Um, right now they're using UDK, so they're limited to, I think, 64 total, so 32 versus 32, but they're going to make it, you know, whatever makes it the best. Uh, playability, um, so it may not be 32 versus 32, maybe less. Uh, they've only really been working on this latest incarnation of what they're doing for about two months, so it's nothing that anybody has seen before. Uh, this is all new. Um, it was very interesting. Um, they had a really cool-looking arena that I was watching. Like basically, it was just a looping video of some arena combat and some um, concept art. Uh, Charles is an incredible artist. Um, can't remember his name on DeviantArt, but it's definitely I worth looking at. I think it was it. Um, there's two guys that is it Panaka two or was that? Um, no. There's, there's him. And there's another guy as well, and I'll get he's, that. So, he's a fairly new employee, so um, I, you know I don't I don't quite remember his name, but just incredible concept art. But some of the things that stood out about their product, um, and it, of course this is in development, so it's nothing that's you know going to be around the corner like tomorrow, or whatever. They're they're talking you know, a year or more, depending on funding, all the stuff that has to happen for, for something on this level to to uh, come to fruition. But basically, the stuff that I really liked is the arenas are going to be dy dynamic. So basically, um, you know, there might be a wall there at one point, and then the wall goes into the ground, and uh, it's no longer there. So you can't really um, count on hiding behind obstacles. There'll be, like, uh, platforms that go up and down. So... Uh, um, and they were even talking about um, spectator control over the dynamic uh, uh, arena. So, like, if people see somebody that's camping or hiding, they can the uh, the arena, perhaps. You know, and the and again, a lot of these are concept ideas. But I just thought they had some really cool ideas. Another one that really stood out was again the the spectator thing, which this is something that um, really subconsciously I've always wanted. I didn't really. Um, flesh it out as much as they have, but what they're going to do, or what they want to do, is make it so that as a spectator, you can log in uh, via your mobile device, iPhone, Droid, etc. You can, uh, ultimately, you can watch the match via your mobile, and that would be um, through basically kind of a, a hovering camera, that it would be an actual physical um, entity in the game. Um, they have some concept art for that. but. What's really cool is that as a spectator, you can place bets and you can also place bounties. So it's almost like a self-governed uh, community to where if you get people that have poor, um, you know, play styles that are 
that are bad sports or whatever, or people that are camping, well, then all the spectators can put bounties on them, and then it's going to, you know. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and I love the placing bets. I mean, it's just a great way to be engaged in the game without actually having to be uh, at your home on the computer playing the game. I thought it was a brilliant. I could see this being, um, you know, used in a lot of other games. I, I don't really know anybody else that's doing that on that level. And, uh, you know, so I hope they get the financial backing that they need and the support to, to make this come true. Because these guys, you know, they, they love um, MechWarrior. They love Battletech. This is a passion for them. A lot of them, they have day jobs and they're just doing this because, um, you know, because they love it so much. And uh, anyway, just really great guys. And uh, again, um, you know, much props to them for, for getting here and uh, taking me out to lunch today. But so anyway, how to... Go ahead. Well, I know you also, you got to do some other miscellaneous stuff that, you know, we can't talk about on the air. And I, I believe you, you got to see another uh, product that was uh, yeah, really, really, really cool. Yeah, today I got to um, actually go and, uh, all right, what's the, what's the company again? <laughs> it's Persona Studios. Persona Studios, sorry. I'm, I've met so many people today, I can't uh, remember everybody. But, so I, I went and met with uh, the CEO of Persona Studios. And... Um, I got to actually play a playable demo of uh, MechWarrior Tactical Command. Um, and, you know, it was one of those things that uh, I was very, very jealous, and obviously he can't tell us everything or anything well, really about it. Well, I can't it. tell you anything. I had to sign yeah. a non-disclosure agreement, and bottom line is I can't say a fucking thing. But um, it's, <laughs> Did you it's, enjoy it? Was it fun? You liked it? Yes. Yeah, I think it's um, it's got a lot of potential. And, and uh, you know, I, I wish them success. And, uh, you know, of course, any Battletech, uh, MechWarrior, um, you know, IP uh, product, whatever, I want to see succeed. And so I hope it does. Again, it's going to be iPad only. Um, so uh, I won't be able to play it uh, right off. But uh, anyway, it's... And, it's and to uh, sort of on a different subject, the uh, I, um, iPad or Apple... Um, I know we have a listener, uh, Sean, uh, Arctic Wolf. Uh, what was the resolution of the new iPad or um, iPhone or whatever you were talking about? That oh, came wait, wait, wait. On, on that subject, okay, so when I arrived today, there was, this, there was just a shitload of uh, uh, media outside, all these news vans, like, I don't know, 20 of them with, you know, with their antennas raised about 100 feet in the air, and they're all sitting there facing this um, this one set of steps with, a, with an area on top or whatever, and I'm thinking... Damn, MWO is huge, and and so <laughs> <laughs> I I later found out uh, Apple announcing the the iPad three. So oh well. And the resolution is two thousand forty eight by fifteen thirty six. Holy crap, that is nice. And I also know Samsung. Anyways, sort of off topic. So you got to do that. Um, I know you got to have lunch with some of the Mech Tech guys. Nick yeah, after I after. Um, meeting with uh, with those guys. I went and had um, lunch with James and uh, Michael at MechTech and uh, Nick Propwash from uh, Virtual World. Got to hang out so, with them. So let's, let's uh, I've got a slight delay, so I apologize, but let's, let's get straight to the meat and potatoes here. I think we've had plenty of foreplay, and I think some of these guys are about to slit our wrists, but let's, let's jump right into MWO. Um, First off, if you want to see the booth pictures, which is a booth, uh, you actually had to schedule an appointment to go in and see this. And yeah, now, the, now the photos are on Facebook. And 
Okay, so there's uh, three main conference buildings. There's the huge one, which has, you know, Microsoft, Sony, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so I was wandering around that for a while, and that's just, you know, like I mentioned on Facebook, it's sensory overload. It's just loud music, flashing lights, uh, half-dressed booth babes, and um, just craziness all around. Sounds like a good day. What are you talking about? Yeah, so then I go, uh, I finally figured out where the... Uh, uh, IGP guys were located and so I had to go out and go to another building and I go back and I'm you know I'm kind of thinking okay it's gonna be the same kind of deal open booth and I get back to this where they are and it's these closed doors and I'm thinking well, how the hell am I gonna see this but anyway um, you know talk to Wendy there and some of the other guys from IGP super nice and I hadn't booked an appointment as a, as a media person to actually uh, see these demos um, but they squeezed me in at o'clock today, and um, I just, you know, I'm going to thank them again because it was super cool of them to get me in there um, to see both the MWO demo and the Edix demo. But yeah, it, it's, it's, you know, it's closed doors. You, I mean, you couldn't even peek in. They're, they're very uh, secretive about it. Um, and and so you got to be can legit. You... I can talk uh, about everything. Can you I almost play, play us through it? You're, you're opening the doors and go. Well, you walk in and they they got some huge screen that they're playing it on. It's probably like 42 inch or bigger, high def. Um, but the game wasn't loaded. It was like a, a black screen or, or some kind of login screen when I got in there. Um, you know, and they got their 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 great gaming uh, machine down there in the corner. And you know, first I walked in, I, I met uh, Russ and Brian and Matt right away. Um, uh, Russ. So basically, what happens is. Um, Russ kind of talks you through uh, uh, Brian and Matt playing each other. So they're both sitting behind the, the the big screen and on separate computers, and they're playing each other. And as they do that, Russ, you know, has a kind of a, a, a um, obviously rehearsed thing that he's as he's leading you through it. Because basically, what they're doing is they're bringing wave after wave of press people in there. And, um, and and showing the highlights of the game and stuff. The cool thing is they knew right away that they didn't have to do a bunch of pre-babble about what Mech Warrior or Battletech was with me. You know, they knew I knew everything, so I got to kind of get right to the, the good stuff. Um, but uh, so basically, it starts off, you're in the cockpit of the Hunchback. And um, they pressed a button to where you can then, you know, look around within the cockpit, you, can, you know, just like you're sitting in there. And the, and you re what I noticed right away, and, and this is a point he made, but I noticed it before he said it, is you absolutely feel like you're that pilot. You don't feel like you're the, you feel sitting in a cockpit, and you can look left, you can look right, you can look up, you can look down. And what's also cool is all those screens, those readouts in there, they're not, you know, just there for looks, they're real. Um, when they can be damaged, uh, when you're overheating, they can get fuzzy and staticky, and you can stop and you can look around your cockpit to to get readouts, to get information about what's going on. And you know, it's it's hard to to even talk about this right now because there was so much to see and there's so much to say. Um, and honestly, we're here I, with you. Keep, keep no, I know. I'll, I'll breathe and I'll <laughs> keep going. But I, luckily, I actually got to see it twice because right towards the end, another media guy showed up. And uh, they just basically started over and said, do you want to sit through it again? And I said, yes, because I really didn't hear what Russ said the first time because I was too busy watching everything. And all I can say is 
unbelievable. It is so beautiful. The scenery, better than anything I've seen before. Um, you know, one of them pressed a key and I, and I saw the mech from a, you know, a third person perspective or whatever, the hunchback. Effing beautiful. I mean, really, you know, people were concerned with that trailer, like, oh, that's just a trailer, they made it look good. No, that's how the game looks. This is the best Mech Warrior product you'll have ever seen. Um, I was just stunned. Like I said, you know, the, the presentation was good, you know, 10 minutes long at least, and I really didn't hear a lot of what Russ had to say the first time because I was just looking at every little detail. Um, so what happened, uh, well, first, do you have any questions about that, Phil, before I keep moving? No. Oh, and somebody said something about a hula girl. No, I didn't see a hula girl in this cockpit. So whether that's something that's uh, optional or not going to be in, I don't know. But I didn't see a hula girl in the... So in what was the environment like? Let's, uh, you know, obviously we know the mechs look amazing. What, like, what is maps? I mean, is it realistic? Like, can you feel like, wow, I'm on this planet, um, you know, the forest, like... Did it, did it bring you in and suck you into where you'd want to maneuver around? Fully things? immersible. Um, yeah, and, 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 you know, like, it's CryEngine 3. Um, I've never seen this kind of terrain. It's, it's, it looked amazing. The, 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 the particular map we were on here was, I think they called it the forest map. So it had a lot of trees and rocks and water and cliffs. Uh, I saw big machinery. Um, you know, just a lot to look at. But, yeah, you felt... it. It didn't feel like the terrain was secondary. It very much felt like you were there. Um, so you start off in the hunchback, and as he's sitting there looking around the controls, uh, all of a sudden Matt, Matt pops up in a Jenner, and literally he just runs right by Brian. And you know, the, the, even though the hunchback's uh, a medium, um, the Jenner just sh shot past. It. I mean, it was there, and it, went, and it was on his radar, and it was off his radar. And, and basically, the Jenner did his job, you know? He scouted him out. He already, by scouting him out, he earned mech uh, experience, and he earned pilot experience. So already, that Jenner, and he also took a few pot shots as he was running by, so already that Jenner did his job. And basically, as Russ was saying, you know, he's, he's relaying that information to his unit so they know where the uh, hunchback is and which way he's going, etc. And then... Uh, Brian basically started chasing and trying to hunt down that Jenner. And um, I really liked the line of sight. Um, I liked that once the Jenner ran behind like a little hill, uh, a couple seconds later, he was off the radar. So um, you really get the sense that you can be a light mech pilot, you can be a medium mech pilot, and you're not going to be at a disadvantage to people that are in heavy in assaults if you're doing your role, you know, like the, the role warfare totally made sense. And I said, yes, Phil is going to be because you really can do your thing. I mean, of course, you're in a Jenner. You don't want to go face to face with an Atlas in open terrain, but you just play your mech correctly for the role that it's fit and, and, and you're going to have a good time. Um, now, how so, did the animations look? You know, I mean, let's really break it down. I mean, did, did was it different than what you've seen so far in the the current and past generation? I mean, did it pop out to you? Was it meh? You know, what did you even Well, notice? yeah, I mean, what do you mean? What are you talking about specifically? Did, I mean, legs and running and then torso. I mean, did it look like how did were you I've like, never wow, seen it. You know? It's the best I've ever seen. Yeah, hands down, the best I've ever seen. E everything about it was the best I've ever seen in a med game. Um, nothing has ever come close. Um, it was, I was 
I mean, my jaw was on the floor. Um, what I what I loved was the, the the difference between the torso reticle and the arm reticle. So like, like he was in a hunchback. Um, obviously the AC20 and I think what is it a small laser on his torso. So basically in the middle of your reticle uh, in your HUD there's like a circle, a small circle, which is your or is it the is it the square? I don't know. Any, no, it's the it's the crosshairs. So there's crosshairs which represent your torso weapons, and there's a small circle that if you want to can move independently and so he you know he faced basically the side of a hill uh tilted his torso back showed me where he was you know aiming his ac20 and his small laser and then he just moved his arms around and he could fire them at the same time at totally separate targets or he could fire them independently and it was so smooth and i just can't wait to uh yeah it was it was very cool um i got two questions for you mm -hmm. Uh, the feel of the concept art is very distinct. Do you feel like that uh, that theme uh, artistically is carried through into the actual gameplay? That sort of gritty, uh, dirty, very menacing feel of the mechs and the terrain? Oh yeah, I mean this is not Star Trek, you know? It's not some pristine futuristic environment. It feels gritty and dirty and um, yeah, I mean they... yes. I don't know if that answers your question <laughs> yes. or not, but it does yeah. have that. It has that um, exactly the feel and the look that I would have pictured the Battletech universe as being from reading the novels and playing the game for you know twenty some odd years. Um, also, did you have the opportunity, or so you had this encounter with the Jenner? Did you get into a big stand-up brawl, and how was that uh, experience? Uh, did they sufficiently counter the circling problem that you were discussing earlier? Yeah, well, first of all, it's not, you know, it's not easy to hit a mech. Um, it takes skill, and, um, you know, like you were worrying about the, the Atlas there and, and the, the, the lit-up cockpit. You know, hitting cockpits, I'm, you know, I'm not as good a first shooter as you, Phil, but it's not going to be as easy as you think, um, unless that Atlas is just standing still and saying, here, shoot me. Um, good luck. But... Uh, Basically, so what happened was the Hunchback chased down the Jenner. Um, they had a little bit of a fight, but um, once the Hunchback was able to get that Jenner in his sights and, and, and unload him with, the, on that, with that AC-20, and of course, you know, Matt was kind of, just because you wanted to see what happened, he, he was somewhat letting Brian shoot him and blow him up. But um, let me tell you, the, the animations and the graphics for combat, the weapons, uh, amazing. When you hit somebody with a laser and it goes across his torso or whatever, it's just like you read in the books. It burns across his torso, and you see like um, it would be almost like uh, coals in a fire. That glowing look, you know, like you can see through the smoke, the glowing the metal. Oh, the molten nice. metal! I mean, it is. It is I, I was blown away. I wasn't expecting that, and it just looks amazing. And when you blow off a limb, you know, you got all these wires and things hanging out that where the limb used to be, and, um, and the explosions and the destruction of the Jenner when it when it blew up was just beautiful. I can't even put it into words. I wish uh, there was some video for you guys to see, but um, just the best, uh, you know, weapons. Um, animations and, and and so forth that I've I've ever seen in one of these games. Um, now, go ahead. Now, from a gameplay perspective, uh, uh, Gratanus or Gratonicus, whatever his name is, uh, in chat asks a pretty good question. 
Is it more like MechWarrior 3, where lasers and autocannons were sort of burst fire, like you could track a laser across someone's uh, torso and it would carry over? Or is it more like the other mech games, where if you hit with a laser, all of the laser's damage is applied to the direct point of impact, regardless of what the graphics are telling you? Well, all I can tell you is what I saw, which was that they the, the lasers would, you know, it's it's hard to aim again you're not it's not pinpoint accuracy so yeah it tracked all the way across you know from upper left shoulder down to lower right torso or whatever and i'm assuming the damage is spread out i you know i, I don't know the details of how the damage is applied but um yeah it definitely went in lines across the mech you can't really again unless he's holding perfectly still you're not going to be able to just hold the laser on that one spot the entire time so it did seem to track, um, you know, and then of course the AC-20, it's like boom and it hits wherever it hits. And I think it was the AC-20 that eventually took the Jenner down and when it hit him, it was a one shot. Of course he had some damage uh, before that, but uh, that AC-20 is what finally took him out. And you know, with the AC-20, he had to aim. It wasn't, with his lasers, he was a little bit more free to uh, shoot on the move because again, it was track, miss him for a fraction of a second, but then he's gonna, you know, trace a trail across him and I just again I just can't tell you how cool it looked when the, the laser shot and you see that glowing molten metal melting off of him and uh, so yeah so he took the hunchback down or the, the Jenner down and as they explained it during the demo that Jenner had relayed the uh, location of the hunchback to his uh, unit mate or his lance mate and so the way they did that in the demo is once the Jenner was blown up, Matt really quickly jumped into the other mech in the Lance, which was uh, all of a sudden pops up on his radar uh, off in the distance as an Atlas coming at him. Um, so the other thing they showed is like, you know, they, the, he went and stood in the water, the hunchback, so that he could cool down, you know, the, the heat sinks in the water. And, you know, the, the whole heat thing is awesome too, the way they're doing the, the heat mechanics. Um, and yeah, and uh, none of that. Uh, coolant flushes so so as the atlas come up came up you know it's it was basically they were out in the open kind of standing maybe knee deep in this water and um the hunchback was pretty much screwed he didn't really have cover they could get to so it was going to be a hunchback versus an atlas battle and so what brian did was basically um you know he started trying to aim at the atlas's arms and he took off both of the atlas's arms before the atlas got up to him and i think the atlas was you know playing with him a little bit and being nice. But uh, once the Atlas got up towards him, then that was the end, end of the hunchback. Um, but uh, yeah, it was just, it was amazing. And the, and the size, you can totally, you know, uh, feel like we've talked about before. You want to feel like you're in this huge three-story uh, beast of a war machine, and you do. It, it feels like that. The environment makes it feel like that, um, you know, and, and the mechs themselves in the cockpit make it feel like that. It's very immersive. All right, I don't want to stop, Darren. Um, I, we, we probably have a million questions. Uh, Brandon, I know you, you were trying to pipe in there. Do you have a question or two? Yeah, I actually got one question in regards to maybe what you've seen, maybe what you didn't. But uh, when the Jenner was destroyed, did the carcass of the destroyed Jenner stay there, or did it do like the MechWarrior 4 fusion reactor completely gone? Well, it had a really nice explosion, and it was a smoldering corpse, but no, it stayed there. At least for, okay. the, for the time being that... Uh, that Brian sat there looking at it. Of course, that's when the Atlas came on, so he turned around and started approaching the Atlas, but I did not see the corpse disappear at any point. Excellent. Can you trip over it? <laughs> I assume. Well, 
And, you know, a lot of the things Darren talked about is sort of in the dev blog uh, today, you know, they talk about heat, they, they, they talk about, about the ammo, they talk about the explosions, they talk, I mean, they talk about the HUD reticles, the moving through movement of the reticle for your arms. Um, and basically, I mean, from what I've understand, from what you're saying is you, you were just blown away. And, well, you know, what, 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 what is coming to mind to me is that no amount of screen captures, no amount of trailers, or even us reading these dev blogs can really put it into perspective. It's way better than all of that. It's, I mean, it just, you know, and yeah, I'm a, I'm a fanboy of BattleTech MechWarrior, but still, I'm being 100% honest here. This shit is epic. I mean, it just, <laughs> it was, it blew away all expectations. And like I told them in there, um, basically they're, they're gonna, my, my marriage is gonna be in trouble. All right. And what he's talking about marriage is also with, uh, for those who, you know, may not know, with MechWare Online, and about what, three weeks ago, MechWare Tactics was announced. Now, last week we talked about the screenshot. Tell you. Wait, wait, wait. Before we move on to Mech Tactics, I just have a few more things to say about MWO. Cool. Go. So, first of all, yes. uh, answering Helmer. I did not get any video because I was not allowed to take any pictures of video. The only thing I was able to get was the outside of the booth, which you can see on our Facebook page. Um, what they're doing for all press is when I left, they got my email uh, information and they're going to send out um, screenshots and, and whatever else they're sending to the press. And as soon as we get those, uh, we'll post them on our Facebook and on our website for people to see. But I was not allowed to take video. Um, and that was fine. You know, anybody who says anything about vaporware anymore, screw off. It's not vaporware. This shit is real. Um, the other thing I asked Russ was uh, an ETA, ETA on uh, the Alpha, and he said within 30 days and uh, open beta this summer. So it's coming, and it's coming quick. Awesome. So there you have it. Uh, straight from Darren himself. Uh, the shit is bananas. So, um, you know, awesome. Let's move on to MechWare Tactics. Uh, now, MechWare Tactics, the screenshots that came out last week, uh, sort of blew us all away because, um, you know, uh, first off, it was just announced. Um, and then, you know, like a week and a half later, we have screenshots hearing. And uh, I mean, first off, I'm a huge tabletop fan. Uh, Darren, myself, uh, Brandon, and a few other of our, uh, of our clan uh, mates uh, love playing the tabletop. And so, you know, we've always talked, oh man, it'd be so great, you know, if they just made this 3D and at least, you know, when you shoot each other, it looks like it or something. I mean, come on. And then all of a sudden, this cam comes out, the screenshots look amazing, and Darren walk us through. What well, did they have? Was it a demo? I mean, were they playing it? So when I walked in, I met uh, Chris and James, um, and they're the ones that were giving the demo. Uh, again, really nice guys. They knew who we were, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, and, and so they sat me down with another Crest guy that was there. And um, uh, Chris started talking about um, the game in general and just the idea of what it is. You know, I started playing Battletech uh, when it came out in, in mid-80s, 84, 85, when it was Battle Droids, and then it changed to Battletech. Um, so my introduction to this whole universe was a tabletop. And we've been playing Mega Mech together for a long time, Phil and Alex and Evernai and, and uh, Boo and everybody, and, and we've been having a great time with Mega Mech. 
and Phil, we've talked about this before, playing Mega Mech, you know, like, we, we kept saying, God, it would be so great to do, you know, a 3D version with updated graphics, and, you know, basically, you can say is that MechWarrior Tactics is everything that we talked about and more. Um, so, it takes place in 3025. Um, again, it's browser-based, using the Unity engine. Uh, looks amazing. Um, just friggin' beautiful. You can you can scroll scroll out. You can scroll in, see your or zoom in, see you're super close to the two individual mechs or whatever. Um, when you're when you're scrolled out, you can see all the hexes on the board, and um, so it's a turn-based game, and it's basically uh, kind of like um, you know like card games out there now, uh, Magic the Gathering, etc., where you mm -hmm. buy a you buy a pack of cards and they're calling them booster packs and um, that's the financial investment in this you buy a booster pack and number one I think you can get all these things without real money but you can also um, with real money I don't know there's some difference you can get them faster or, or so you can do whatever. this with cash as, as far as I understood but um, basically you buy these booster packs and in them they're quote-unquote cards on the screen they look like cards and those cards can be anything from individual mechs which is basically like the, the the stock version of that mech to different versions of armor and equipment and different weapons and basically in this game every mech is an omni mech so you can totally pimp these things out from from the weapons the equipment to the colors to exactly what you want it's 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 basically like a collectible type thing um, so you can you can you control a lance uh, so you can control four mechs and um, you, it took me into the mech bay. It's fully customizable. You can, I mean, it's just down to every little detail, every, you know, all the different types of weapons and all the sub weapons within each category. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm losing my here. Um, it, it was just really cool. So they, they showed me the, so, the, so the mech bay. So it looks like, from what you're saying, it's basically it's not a direct representation of the tabletop, but. No, it's so so hardcore people, it. you know, may be upset about it not being a direct representation of the tabletop, which Mega Mech is more along those lines. Um, and I can understand people not liking that, but honestly, this thing is so cool and looks so fun that um, I'll be able to live with that. And you know, I'll still play tabletop and whatever uh, at other times. But um, in this, you know, terrain is fully 3D. Uh, the mechs, when they're just sitting there. Um, they're animated. They're moving around. So it's not like they're just frozen in, in space there. Um, so the animations look really cool. Um, there's line of sight, heat management. Um, uh, you can play multiple games at a time. So let's say you have five different friends that you play with. Let's say you're sitting online and you're playing with a friend live and you can set the turn you can set your turn based times to whatever you want you want it to be three seconds you can set it to that you want it to be two days you can set it to that so you can be playing for example five different games at a time at the same time one that you're doing live at 30 second intervals of, of the turns another one that's at one day another one that's at a you know two hours or whatever so you can be playing a lot of games and the, obviously the more you play the more rewards you get and the more you can upgrade your mechs and customize more etc cetera, etc cetera. 
That sounds actually pretty interesting and familiar to for those who didn't play the BattleTech uh, um, card game. There was still, it was unique. You'd buy these little you know booster packs, and you really didn't know it was in it, stuff like that. But just like you said, I mean, granted, I've only gone off screenshots of what Darren said and what they've posted, but it looks to me like it's going to be okay. Yeah, it's not uh, as hardcore, but also, you know, obviously, you know, it looks like it'll be fun, and I think that's the that's the thing. I mean, it looked fun, right? I mean, did you have fun? It looked like a lot of fun. Okay, now get this. This is how the actual play works. Okay, so every there's there's formex on one side and formex on the other side, and so they take turns doing their movement. So side one movement for his first mech, side two, movement for his first mech, side one, movement for his second mech, etc. And they go down and everybody does their movement. And then same thing with attack phase. Then what's cool is once everybody, both sides have done their movement and attack, it then cuts to a cinematic and actually shows it all play out. And that's the magic. It is unfucking believable It looks so good watching all of a sudden these all these mechs uh, move and do what you told them to do and you got missiles flying everywhere and lasers and it, it's just crazy you know and and some are missing some are hitting it's you know it's basically uh roll of the dice so you you know you can't aim at specific body parts it's it's you know it's all random um but then at the end so you've got all these little cinematic clips after each um at the you can watch the whole thing together totally as basically a movie um I thought that was really cool, and I've never seen that. Uh, it, it's just, it's. Just got a awesome. question for you there, uh, Darren. Uh, since we're still talking about query tactics, um, how long does a match take, or is there any timing or anything like that? Or uh, the mat takes however long you want it to. Like I said, you can set up the individual match to um, whatever turn you want. So, if let's say you're playing with some. You know, two people that work full-time jobs and can't sit down and, uh, you know, play a match for uh, a half an hour. Basically, um, uh, what was their names again? Uh, Chris and James told me that they can punch out a match in 20 minutes, you know, which would be a quick one. Um, or, uh, you know, you could have somebody, you know, like you've seen people playing chess where they do like one move a day. Um, you can do that if you want. So it can be, it literally can take as short of time, you know, somewhere around 20 or 30 minutes up to days and days if you want it to. Awesome. Well, and then, and then also this is going to be both multiplayer and versus AI. Um, multiplayer is going to have more rewards, but you can still play versus AI if you don't have uh, people that you want to play with or you don't like playing with people or whatever. Um, so you can do both, but the multiplayer will have more rewards. And you represent a mercenary, and all assets are available to everybody regarding, you know, regardless of what house you favor or whatever. All right, guys, there you have it straight from Darren himself at GDC. Um, I do know that, um, well, we will bet E3 um, before most of these games come out, um, so we will cover it then and there, and obviously we'll continue to cover anything that comes out. Um, I do know that we will try our damnedest to actually get the uh, MWO dev team, uh, tactics, uh, tactical command, all these guys. Um, some of them I've already had dialogue about being on the show, so we'll have those uh, when we can. Um, so most of the interesting forum posts for, uh, today were covered in what Darren was talking about and a lot of what um, was revealed today in dev blocks. So we really don't need to talk about it. And, uh, you know, overall, moving on to MechWarrior Living Legends. Now, 
MechWarrior Living Legends, for those who don't know, uh, they've been releasing a ton of content. But one of the coolest things uh, just released, and that's their HUD system release. Now, some people may be like, oh my god, that looks so familiar to what MWO has. Well, this might be why, and some of you guys don't know this. The actual original designs for MWL's uh, HUD systems was by... Yes, that's right. Flying Debris is actually in the very very closely with the mwl team before i got hired so these designs come directly from him um we'll see there's a video uh in that video i want you guys to pay close attention to what vehicles mechs and aerospace are in that video as you might see a few glimpses of some stuff that's uh to come so check that out it's very very cool um i've known about it for a long time and i was like oh, God, i can't wait till this stuff comes out and obviously it's it's coming uh soon uh also on the front of their website a hunchback now it's sort of blurry you know it's a hunchback but i mean don't know if it's the regular inner sphere one or the two cme can't really tell um speculate but obviously that as you can see uh, that's on its way uh, we've got the fan fiction now like I pointed out last week uh, this it's sort of like a, a message it's sort of like this interrupted sort of dialogue uh, you know you think it is and uh, we'll see that sort of unfold and of course uh, you know we, we want to support the mod and what it's doing and so we're going to be having a special uh, podcast interview with King Lear and Toth, uh, who Toth actually works for Crytek uh, itself. And me and Darren are going to be sitting down and going about WL Project history, what they're doing, and what the future holds for them. So uh, everything else has been pretty much answered, uh, you know, as far as all the other projects and. You know, I'd like to say thank you to Mech Tech again for giving us the pass and helping us get through through all this. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sorry I couldn't be there. Uh, I will definitely be at E3. Uh, me and Darren will be having to go out and drink some beer. Yes, it'll happen. Yeah, I, I again, I want to reiterate uh, a big thank you to Mech Tech, uh, Nick Propwash, and uh, all the guys at Infinite Game Publishing. Um, everybody was just super generous uh, with their time and um, really made me feel welcome and appreciated. And so I am very thankful for all of them. So that is actually about it, guys. And I'd like to say thank you. Uh, this has been the largest crowd we have had. I think it was like oh, 68 yes. people are in here. Yeah, 68 was the maximum I got. Right now, we're sitting probably back down around 61, but 68 is the highest one I noticed on there. So, obviously, a future, guys, uh, we are looking at going to... Um, I don't want to ruin all the surprises, but stay tuned as far as the podcast, going from a podcast to as well as a video cast, and eventually down the road to a live um, video stream. All this will be coming in increments and we're going to be building up to it so again just to reiterate you know we have some financial things we're trying to do to get this rolling so again if you can donate and uh yeah we definitely need uh, donations to move in that direction and uh sponsorships uh is paul still around anyway um yeah <laughs> we we need your support guys um because so we do not want only 
Well, you have to listen to the voice. Now you'll have to stare at our ugly mugs. <laughs> Take that. So, oh, you're uh, ugly mugs. Some of us look alright. Oh, no. can, <laughs> can we see your tattoo there, Greg? I'm just saying. Um, yeah. Blackfire 1, you just mentioned something about Planet Side 2. I'm actually going to be heading in there and uh, going to the Planet Side 2 booth, so I can't wait to see that stuff. Alright guys, uh, thanks again to Alex. Um, again, we apologize for any sound issues that um, would be resolved in mine and my internet. Uh, and obviously Darren's at GTC. So again, thanks to Alex, Adam, and everyone else, all our crew. Kerr, Kerr is working behind the scenes on some really cool stuff. And uh, I believe Steven is going to be coming back. And so stay tuned. We also might have more information on the NGNG Hyperpulse radio and future stuff like that. So... This has been your local No Guts, No Galaxy MechWarrior podcast. We hope you enjoyed tonight's epic freaking show. And uh, this is your NGN crew. My name is Philip. I'm Darren. I'm Brandon, also known as Catcher Kel. And this is Greg. Till next time, MechWarriors. It started off a ride. We go out Friday night. I'll have a drink and do whatever made us feel alright. So when-
destroy ourselves up with 